0: Guys, welcome back Mac Rollins Zen Cop. Thank you for being here, thank you for listening. This is the Zen Cop podcast. This will be episode 8. Uh you can always check out some of the older episodes on YouTube and of course for your reading pleasure, the blog at thezencop.com. Thank you again for being here. Warriors and Guardians. This is an interesting topic considering all of the change we have been seeing over the last few years and even I will admit that, that new ideas are good, um, even if they aren't necessarily popular, because I believe compromise right now is, is very important. And we can give things a try and see if they work. But if they don't or they make things worse, we should stop teaching them and immediately. Uh, Every time we watch the world burn at the hands of a critical incident or event, most cops think about the possibility of someday being the source of the flame. And despite doing great things and being great at what we do, it seems as if these days you can try and do the right thing and still be persecuted for doing so. Um, As we attempt to rebuild that relationship with society, especially after 2020, our ability to react with proper tactics and action, uh, it seems like it's been unwelcomed. And cops nationwide are compromising their safety in order to retain balance. And uh, it's getting a lot of them killed. As a nation, we have seen many shootings over the years, the far majority of them good shoots and justifiable In modern times, however, one could argue that any use of force is is never a good one in the eyes of the public. We keep hearing the word de-escalation, 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 and we are teaching the use of de-escalation in almost every practice that we have as an option for force. It seems, however, that even with de-escalation and regardless of what our intent was at the time, we will more than likely be wrong in the court of public opinion and what the evening news chooses to broadcast. And the opposite result of that scenario would be a dead cop. So why do certain scenarios or people get a free pass and law enforcement is ultimately uh, judged either way, dead or alive? And why does a dead cop seem to hold less of a value than anyone else? Or so it seems as of late. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, put the black band on my badge again for the passing of yet another, uh, police officer in the state of California. It's a, a small piece of black elastic fabric that in years past, I, I always had a hard time trying to locate it. However, lately I, I started, uh, to attach it to the back of my badge pin because the likelihood of me needing it again soon was very likely. Um, the difference as of late, however, was not that another cop had simply died. It's it's how they died. And over the years, we have seen a variety of death in the career field of law enforcement. The past couple of years, however, seemed exclusive to, to homicide. And that's because the intentional killing of cops is the highest that it's been in about 20 years. And most of these incidents were not what most cops would consider to be a a gunfight. These were sort of uh, sucker punch style shootings or ambushes where the suspect used some type of ploy or an otherwise unexpected element of surprise that ultimately resulted in the successful murder of a cop. And I want to be clear, the number of cops dead is the highest it's been. Uh, in 20 years, but the number of attempted murders and attacks overall may be the highest that we've ever seen. And I feel as if cops nationwide, especially the three to five year on group is second guessing themselves instead of taking evasive or defensive action against a, a very real threat where we would once chase, we hesitate, where we would once draw, we remain holstered, where we would once fight, we simply don't. And I understand that there's a lot of method behind some of those scenarios, but it's not always applicable. We have allowed ourselves to slowly become a reactive police force fighting a criminal element that absolutely requires constant proactive action, especially in the immediate future. And simply stated, along with society, we have allowed ourselves to to lose control. The good news is it it doesn't take much to get back in the fight, and there are lots of older guys and gals who can show you the way. That word fight, though, it makes some people very nervous these days. There are some people who are very afraid of that word when it is applied to American policing. However, that's because I believe that they are misinterpreting the word entirely. I understand the the literal definition, and, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the warrior mindset, and the word warrior itself also makes some people very nervous these days. Those people are, are afraid of the word being instilled in the academy and afraid of it being instilled in American policing overall. And a friend of mine that I went to the academy with, he works for an agency in Northern California. And he's a stud cop, big dude, just a beast of a man and super nice guy. And he texted me, um, this was about a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, that he was selected for the position of, of RTO with his agency. They have an academy, um, recruit training officer. Uh, is the acronym. Um, and basically those are the guys who are the, you know, the teachers slash big scary people at the Academy who will basically teach you how to survive. And I congratulated him and told him that he was going to do absolutely great things. And he was going to terrify those kids. And I couldn't think of a, a better person for the job. Um, we chatted for a little bit, um, a lot about how much stuff has changed and how we need to get back to the basics. And then he texted me something that I will, I will never forget. He told me I'm going to bring back warriors, not guardians. And I thought about those words for a long time and how much truth and validity there was to that concept and to that statement. And in a career field where your life can sometimes be linear with your own actions or the actions of evil, why wouldn't you want to be a warrior in that fight? And when I think of a warrior, I, I don't think of the typical, you know, swords and shields. I, I think of someone who has lived a, a life um, where they are willing to give more than they take. I think of someone who is strong in mind and body. I think of someone who would fight for what is right in a world that is currently full of wrong. A true warrior should know and understand the strength of evil, and they should be prepared to outrun, outfight, outwit, outsmart, and ultimately win when evil of any kind uh, takes action against them or the innocent. And we are at a very pivotal moment in this career field for the first time in a very long time. The tides are turning uh, very strongly against us, and we are seeing a a decline in our ability to effectively combat the the criminal element frankly stated the bad guys are winning and in record numbers right now the proverbial legal card deck is stacked against us and it seems that all we can do is is manage the chaos rather than control it and defeating the criminal element will require a lot of action on our behalf, very swift action, and action in conjunction with the community and, and lawmakers across uh, our respective states and the nation. This, this action can be achieved successfully with balance and control. We can still be safe and in control. We can still use good tactics and have compassion, and we can use force if necessary and still be very much human. I've talked a lot about control and the element of control starts with our ability to remain calm and use good judgment and ultimately have a physical or mental reaction that provides solutions to a problem. I've said this many times before, but if, if you lack the ability to remain level-headed in even the the simplest moment of chaos, the, the door is on your left and you should pack your things and go. And in every scenario we walk into, our mindset should should always remain the same. The assumption that someone is going to hurt us should always be at the forefront of our thought process, especially in today's climate. And contrary to popular belief, that thought process doesn't make you a bad cop. It makes you a prepared cop. It makes you capable of of forethought before having to make a potential uh, life or death decision if you were a bad cop those thoughts would have already manifested into you know a premature physical act that would result in something horrible or, or someone getting hurt and remember that the bad guy's opportunity to cause you harm will be based on the opportunity that you provide them control and balance are how we stop that from happening and if properly introduced the situation at hand may not even get to that point. If we were to break down every critical incident in a tragic or otherwise had a negative outcome or result, the information obtained would be identical. The most common issue being that at some point the cop lost control, or in some scenarios, they never had control to begin with. It's important to remember that control goes far and beyond the the physical realm. It can be utilized in every aspect of what we do, both mentally and physically. If it feels unsafe, it probably isn't, um, these are where those internal voices should be listened to. Don't ignore them. If you feel like you need backup, ask for it. If you feel like you won't have control, reset, prepare to reengage if needed, and determine another course of action. As I have stated many times before, complacency is the enemy of control, and more times than not, that is what actually gets cops killed more than anything the mindset of the warrior is is based on on clarity and balance in both your your body and mind and many academies over the past couple of years have have steered away from teaching that warrior mindset and we are seeing the the negative results in today's police force many you know talking heads outside the job felt that it promoted an otherwise unhealthy and sort of bloodthirsty agenda for cops and nothing could be further from the truth the the warrior mindset is so important because of the fact that the warrior is still alive The warrior is still alive because they have achieved balance in their life and their careers. The warrior is still alive because of their ability to use control in times of peril or challenge. And the warrior survives simply because they choose balance and control over instability and fear. The good people of this nation, the the taxpayers, the the, victims, the kids, they should always be able to trust us and the evil, the scum, The monsters, the people who victimize others, should fear our very existence so much so that they simply can't move forward with actions of evil. We need to reinstate those fundamentals and quickly if we truly want to see change. So I pose the question again to the public, do you want guardians or do you want warriors? And I assure you, the future of Uh, criminal enterprise in this country definitely wants one over the other. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. I will be back next week, fingers crossed, with a special guest, or I should say I will be his special guest, and we might have our first in-person podcast, which I will post. Fingers crossed if timing and work allows. You can always check out the old stuff on YouTube the Zen Cop podcast, and of course, on the blog for your reading pledge of com. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. Have a fantastic week, and I will see you next Sunday.